Hello and welcome back to First World Solutions, the problem-solving show for people who don't necessarily need one. I'm Joel. I'm Oscar. I'm Tom. Did you know the interesting origins of the word source? So I actually I did. I heard that it started around the the 17th century. I did definitely cover this in history. Yeah, yeah definitely. This yeah. was a module. Um, one of my favourite ones, 17th century. So for those of you not in the know, that's 1200. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was around this time that King Jonathan wanted to pass a decree. You remember where this, how this goes, don't yeah, you? Oh, no, yeah, yeah, classic King Jono, yeah, yeah. Big Jono. Big King Jono. Big King Jono wanted to pass a decree. That's what I found out um, doing my research, yes. Yeah. However, I, I believe he hit a bit of a roadblock because he like, like came up to the top of the stairs mm. where he usually did his decrees from that kind of looked over his whole kingdom. Yep. And he tripped and fell over and landed in this big bucket of ragu that they'd been making. Now... Typical thing of battlements and castles around the 1200s was that there were buckets of ragu everywhere. Just mm. everywhere. They used to actually heat it up and throw it on the um, kind of invading soldiers from the parapets. Yeah. It was their weapon. And, yeah. So he stood up out of the source, or oh. out of the ragu. He stood up out of the ragu, and uh, he banged a few of his limbs up. He was hurting. Mm. And he stood up, and, <laughs> and his supporters said, Are you okay, your highness? And he said... No, I'm saucy. And they were like, ooh, ooh, saucy. What what is that? And that kind of came to be known as covered in ragu. Yeah. Um, And kind of over time, that just kind of came into vernacular when you would cover food in ragu. Yeah, this food is saucy. So then you naturally started describing it as the sauce. Mm. Which, interestingly, that's why uh, flying saucers are why they're called that, because they're just swimming with ragu. Mm. They're just ragu. They're just ragu. It's just ragu being propelled from one place to another at great speed. That's why no one's been ever been able to get a clear photo of one. Because yeah. it's just really quickly propelling sauce through the sky. Yeah. Everyone yeah. knows it's hard to take good pictures of your food. So... <laughs> There you go. Our brand new segment, Did You Know? Did You Know? Starring facts? To be perfectly honest, I feel better about that than my contribution to last week's intro as Nager Sock. Yeah, yeah. Can I have a redo on my superhero? I'm, I'm afraid that the B-part superhero review is uh, is over. Yeah. <sighs> and I'm stuck being someone's foot armband. Yeah. You chose this life. Yeah, Not intentionally. My mouth just kind of did it for me. Mm. So yeah, we're here not just to fill you in on the things you missed in the 17th century from King Jono. <laughs> Next week, lutes and why they're not the instrument you think. Lutes, the secret killer. <laughs> yes. Uh, we're also here to solve up your little first world gripes, your little snaggles in your life that are keeping you from living that perfect suburban beautiful bliss that we all want. That's all we really want. A nice cup of tea and your feet up. Fast Wi-Fi, underfloor heating. Are we saying we offer these to people? Just saying things. No, 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 no. We're saying people have all these things. Because I was going to say, we're going to get sued otherwise. No, no, no. People have all these things already, but there might be something else in their life that's causing them issue, and we're here to fix that. Only if it's easy, though. And only if you're in that exact setup. If you don't have a cup of tea, don't come to us. Yeah, where are your ankles? Up? Good. (laughs) (laughs) We can talk. Thank goodness. Who wants to kick us off? I have some some choices, if you would like choices. I love the choice part of it. There you There's go. There's always a choice. And yeah, I, well, I, that's what I, I like to do. I don't like just kind of dictating what I'm going to say to you guys. I like, that to, I like this to be a democracy. Just like in a real conversation. Yeah. What would you like me to say next? <laughs> How would you like me to respond to your new haircut? <laughs> i tell you what, I've been sitting on a, a massive backlog of these for a while because they're all just so good. So we're just going to 
Just pick one from random. Alternatively, I've just thought, if you've got a big backlog, what better time for us to just do some spring cleaning for season two? Ooh, do you want a lightning round? I don't think we've done one of those yet. Okay, I, what I want from you guys is one sentence fixes for these first five, and then we'll dive into a main prompt. Okay, who's going first? Uh, Joel, you you're going to go ahead. first. Okay. okay. So now I'm actually going to give you the uh, hardest one to solve, and you're going to have to solve it in one sentence. Okay, can't wait. Deepest one, here we go. So this comes from uh, S. Bauer West on Reddit, who says... I have a great relationship with my wife, my kids, and my parents. All this domestic bliss has me craving actual drama. Right. Um, Lightning round, Joe. Lightning round. Get yourself a mistress. <laughs> Solved. But. Oh? That was a comma in there. Get yourself a mistress, but make sure she has a tenuous link to your wife that is likely to crumble at any point. This will cause drama. That's, that's a hot fix. Put in the hotfix sound. Okay. <laughs> how, how does the hotfix sound go? Ha, oh, ha. <laughs> you want that in like a piano? Yeah. Or? If you could just transpose that to the MIDI part for a uh, bassoon. Okay, so I'm going to do a piano bassoon duet. Yeah. <laughs> with your yeah. voice in there as well. Yes. Okay, okay cool. cool, cool, cool. Right, lightning round. Oscar, you're up. I'm ready. Here we go. This I'm comes ready. from WPI Man on yeah. Reddit who says... My shower has a glass door, so I can't buy a funny shower curtain. Dry erase marker on the inside of your shower. That way it always comes off and you've got new things every day. I love it. Constant daily shower up. Put in that noise. <laughs> we'll just copy it. <laughs> we'll just copy and paste. I can't keep doing this. I'll, you know, I'll start right. hyperventilating. Yeah. Yeah. Hot fix. This comes from Pubert E. Humphrey on Reddit. Who says... <laughs> 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 As in the formal version of pube. Yep. <laughs> my puberty Humphreys. Please. Pu <laughs> Pubert was my father's name. <laughs> so this comes from Pubert E. Humphrey on Reddit, okay. who says, I'm craving sushi, but my personal chef already made me a delicious meal. Get yourself a sushi freezer. Wait. <laughs> Wait, no. No, all the lightning round answers are final. Sushi freezer, done. Shaped like a fish. Okay. Hot fix. How old were you when you got your first pubert? <laughs> I don't remember the first pubert. I just remember kind of waking up and suddenly there were just many puberts. Yeah. I get the same like on my chest. Yeah. I wake up and there's hairs. Oscar, final lightning round fix and then we'll jump into a, a full fat okay. problem. Now, here's what I'm going to do for the final one. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you the solution before you give me the problem. Shit. And you have to f pick the best problem. Okay, fine. <laughs> give me the solution. Go. Be bury it in the back garden. I ate one slice of pizza and it wasn't enough food. Then I ate a second slice of pizza and it was too much food. Bury it in the back garden. <laughs> bury it in the back garden. It being you, because now you're dead. You exactly. ate too much pizza. Tell you what, Joel, one of those from you, please. One solution that I can apply to <laughs> my final prompt. Um... Sell it to a pawn shop, then buy it back when safe to do so. Okay, so that actually solves this very common problem from Pancake Smuggler. I can't buy a snack because the vending machine has network connectivity issues. Okay, sell it to a pawn <laughs> shop, buy, it, buy back it back when <laughs> safe to do so. So what, sell the machine? to the Wholesale, yeah. Wholesale, and then buy it back from them once the network connectivity <laughs> issues have been resolved. I guess Perfection. so. Yeah. There we go. I feel good about that. We helped out a ton of people. Uh, our numbers are up this week. So go. here we go. We're going to dive into a full fat problem now. This comes from Tanman75 on Reddit. Thank you very much, Tanman, who says, I bought $250 in healthy groceries today. Didn't feel like cooking or doing dishes, so I ordered Chinese takeout for my family. How do you spend $250 entirely on healthy stuff? 
I mean, we don't have families, so that's probably... Think, yeah, if yeah, you're buying for a family and you're starting from scratch, maybe you've mm. been on a holiday, maybe you've just been eating takeaways for six months. <laughs> yeah, maybe you do this every week. So whatever the reason is, that's a lot of food. It's still, a, it's still a lot, any yeah. way you look at it. But I guess if groceries includes, like, all of the bits, cheese is expensive. Cheese. Not particularly healthy, but... Cheese, washing up liquid. Again, not that healthy. <laughs> don't don't no. eat that washing up liquid, dude. Well, I've told you this before. What if it's a little bit like a ganache? Don't like put it on as like dressing for salads. Uh, a coolie. A coolie. Ooh, yeah, a fairy coolie. A fairy coolie. So the problem here that I can see is the fact that they have all this food in the house and yet mm. apathy has claimed them. They desperately want the convenience of not bothering to cook. We yeah. need a way of cajoling them to eat what they've already got. I mean, I've made this mistake many times, is that you don't go out with a meal in mind. Yeah. So you're buying lots of healthy stuff, but it doesn't really coalesce into any kind of meals. You go, oh, I'll, I'll need potatoes, definitely. Carrots, that's the way to go. Bananas, all about that life. And then yeah. you get home and you're like, what am I going to make with this? <laughs> I do this all the time. Like, I've heard celery is meant to be great for you. I tell you mm. what, I've seen people use kale. Let's get a load of kale. I get back and like, there's no center point to any of this. Yeah. I have all having, sides. We're having banana celery kale boats for brunch, kids. Mmm. <laughs> Put down those Playstations. <laughs> Put down your Playstations. They're very low nutritional value. The solution pre-shop is to come up with a meal, figure out what you need in it, go out and buy it yeah that's far too safe and that's far too safe it's also not possible because he's already bought the stuff yeah so what you need is an inverse uh, recipe book where you plug in what you've got and it suggests what you can have you're kind of feeling i mean part of this was also he didn't want to do the dishes but let's we'll get back to that part yeah uh that'll have to be phase two so phase one is like i couldn't be bothered to work out what to cook what you're saying is we have a system in which we input every ingredient we've bought and this algorithm will come up with a meal that we could never have thought of in a million years yeah. and tell us how to prepare it. I'm not thinking like a website or an app or anything like that. I'm thinking, you know, those kids toys that have like six buttons and you press the monkey and it says the monkey goes. Yeah. One of those. <laughs> the tail goes into the pan. <laughs> so hang on. It's a, it's a speak and spell, but it's a for speak ingredients. And spell, but it's got all of the ingredients you could buy from. You have to yeah. buy... A Sainsbury's speak and spell. It's a speak and eat. The speak and eat. You buy one from Sainsbury's, you get a branded one that has all of the things that they sell. <laughs> so it's not six buttons, it's like no, no, no. 6,000 like buttons. hundreds and hundreds of buttons. <laughs> 20 scientific calculators taped yeah. together. Every wall of and ceiling of your kitchen, every ceiling of your kitchen has one of these panels everywhere. If you've got kitchen tiles, each one of those is a button. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And so you go into the kitchen and you hunt down, I think it's alphabetical, <laughs> hunt down everything you need. So right, so kale, banana... Celery, Rice Krispies. Honey, get the stepladder. We ordered kale and it's right above the cupboard. And then, do you reckon like a printout? Like no, an old-timey I, sort I of... Think, chicka, chicka, like, chicka. as much as I like the ticker system, I think the speak and spell is probably the best way of doing things. Booming robotic voice. Exactly. So you just kind of press the potato and it just mm. simply goes... The potato goes and makes the sound of a potato, which I believe is... Oomph. And then the next button you press, it'll come up with a combination. It'll just go, the kale goes in the pan and you'll put it over there and you'll prepare it and the next one is the carrots get chopped and then you just kind of chop up the carrots and you still don't know what you're making until you click the very final ingredient and it tells you how to do it and then the speak and spell very rapidly tells you the rest of the recipe and how to combine yeah. all the ingredients okay you don't know what you're eating until the whole thing is finished that's good that's the mm. kind of like and if you are in the process of making a meal that isn't you know quite simple like i'm just boiling some broccoli or i'm just like chopping up some potatoes or something a lot of the time when you're you know 
dicing and then frying and then combining, you go, what is this going to be? What's that going to be? If you literally don't know what that's going to be, you're going to be in for a good ride. So the more ingredients you put in, the the less sure you're going to be of what the end result is. Exactly. You could put 12 things in. You've had to prepare all these 12 things in different ways. And then the instructions start coming thick and fast. And you've no idea what's going to be on the plate at the end. So Mm. So surely by the same logic, you could have a random button, which just whenever you put new ingredients into your kitchen it files them away so it knows what you've got. And if you just put the random one, it just goes randomly generate something with the things I've got. Don't tell me what it's going to be. Just tell me which of these things I need. Yeah. And then I'll make that. And then whatever I get at the end of it is great. Yeah, I think you press in all of your ingredients and then you press the submit button. Yeah. Which is maybe right by the hob or in the oven, like a massive panic button. It's got to be big. Yeah. It's got to stand out from the It's got to be like the size of your oven. Yeah. It's got to be your oven. Jump on the oven. (laughs) Pick the oven. Hop in the oven. It's in the back of the oven. So you've got to turn the oven on. It's behind the fan. Swish the (laughs) oven on. Climb in, close the door. Oh, yeah, it doesn't work with doors open. No, doors open, that's not going to work. Climb into the oven, reach out behind the fan, wait a little while, it has to warm up. Yeah, you've got to hold the button down. Yeah. (laughs) Somehow. Somehow. And, uh... Then it will give you further instructions. The first being, get out of the oven. Or wait for the oven to preheat. <laughs> it doesn't specify, wait for the oven to preheat outside the oven, just says wait. Okay, is that a fix? I think it could be a fix. Now, the only other thing is we've got to deal with the dishes. The dishes. Well, when you order takeaway, I usually find that most people will then serve it onto a plate anyway. So the idea of ordering takeaway to save on washing up is really not as much of a time saver as you think it is no because not many people eat out of the packet especially with like a chinese or something they yeah. pack that stuff in dense they do if you're eating fried rice out of the packet they give you in that's just like rock that actually makes me really uncomfortable yeah. to think about because you've made this point in this podcast before that mm. is more rice than can possibly be in that container yeah so the moment you start trying to like scoop it up into your brain it, it starts like multiplying underneath you immediately yeah it's horrifying you need to pour it out so you can keep an eye on it (laughs) they know where it's fucking going it has to be controlled i think that's kind of an argument that people get themselves into i can't bother to wash up let's get a takeaway then they make loads of washing up anyway and they have to throw away all this extra packaging okay so what you're saying is recycle it we just need somebody to tell them that so the speak and eat yeah also before you do a recipe throughout the day we'll just go takeaways don't save on washing up really loudly through the house yeah you know how like washing machines or like general appliances will have like a startup little like jingles yeah. that you know it's on that's just yeah. the startup one which turns on every time you enter the kitchen yeah. don't be lazy maybe it's coded into the phone as well so if you pick up and like call the local number Mm. And it goes ring, ring, and then it gets diverted to the speaking. Does it pretend to be the takeaway? (laughs) Yeah, it says ring, ring. Hello. (laughs) Speaking, is that you? No, Chinese place. Welcome to takeaway. (laughs) Would you like food that you'll have to clean up anyway? (laughs) I'm not sure this is the Chinese. Yes, yes. Do you you like fried rice? And he's, can I get fried rice? No, (laughs) not if you'll put it on a plate. What if I promise not to put it on a plate? We can't. (laughs) We cannot trust you. (laughs) Kevin, goodbye. (laughs) How did you know? Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye. And then hangs up the phone. And then from behind you, the speaking, they didn't sound very friendly. (laughs) I wouldn't call again if I were you. Best to stay in. <laughs> cool, there you go. Speaking of the weirdly prison like. <laughs> the horribly passive aggressive robot that yeah. is to the entire kitchen. Yeah. 
cool. least it's just in the kitchen. Usually with these rollouts, we go straight for the whole house and then try and deal with the rest of it. I have a food one here. It's from Harry Godfrey, HGW Godfrey on Twitter. He says, when you open a packet of ham donuts and they turn out to be custard. <laughs> I'll tell you what, there's nothing that really gets me riled up more than when I'm trying to tuck into a nice, juicy ham donut. And then I take my first bite and there's just custard in there. Is a ham donut not very similar to a scotch egg, do you think? Well, this is the thing. Which side is the ham? Is it a... It's on the inside. It, that's, yeah. that's what I was thinking. Is it not more horrible to have custard in the middle of densely packed ham? Well, <laughs> hang on a minute. <laughs> well, no, because by that logic, it's just like... I don't think the custard makes the donut. It's the ham makes the donut. Ham maketh the donut. No, the, Everyone the, knows that. The dough makes the donut. It's not a well, ham nut. It's not nut. called a ham nut, yeah. Oh. Thank God it's not called a ham nut. <laughs> if it was a ham nut with custard, I'd see your point. Now, very important question. Mm-hmm. A ham donut, before we actually try and tackle this, is the ham a solid? It's not a liquid. Well, I don't know. It is, I, I haven't had a ham donut. It, it spills out like a liquid, but it is in fact solid. What, like sand? <laughs> yeah. Finely ground ham. Fine grain, high grade ham particles. <laughs> I was thinking more like a kind of Lovecraftian squid. Just all the flaps just fall out the oh. moment you bite open. Oh, God, this is rancid. You brought this in when you said ham donut. Yeah. Harry said ham donut. I would never say ham donut. Don't blame Harry for all your problems. You've so, been doing this all day. So the man has a donut. He takes a bite, expecting delicious ham. <laughs> it's custard. And it's, and it's custard. fucking custard. Okay, I... And he follows up with, why have you betrayed me, Tesco? <laughs> <laughs> that is a betrayal of the highest order. Holy betrayal shit. of the century, according to the hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've been betrayed, but according to Harry, I've not even scratched Let's the Let's put ourselves in Harry's shoes for a moment. Because it's I, so damp! The, ha- the man eats ham donuts. I, I don't want to go anywhere near his shoes. I know that if I was eating a custard donut and it turned out to be a ham donut, <laughs> I'd be pretty disappointed. So I can understand if he's expecting a ham donut, he's maybe picked it up from the wrong aisle. I think I would feel betrayed. I think I would still feel betrayed. Even though custard might be more standard, it's not right for Harry. Yeah. So nothing's right for Harry. Maybe Harry can eat ham, but he can't eat eggs. Okay. What dietary requirements is that? I mean, allergic to eggs, but hate pigs. Yeah. <laughs> Pig hating egg week. What are your dietary requirements? Oh, nothing. I fucking hate horses. So if you could really just chop one up for me, yeah, that'd nothing, be great. Nothing. I have a severe case of ham hate. <laughs> So you don't want ham? No, 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 no. no. no, no you no. miss, you misapprehend me. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Here's my, here's my card. Here's like a laminated card, and it says "Eggy, no, no, ham hate." <laughs> so how do we fix this? Do we maybe design the ham donut such that it looks visually different to a custard donut, so that Harry's not going to get confused? My first thought, based on that, is that if you make the ham donut shaped like ham. So like a pig, I guess. I was going to say, what is shaped like ham? Well, uh, a pig is shaped like ham. What if we shaped it like a hamburger? The shape would still work for a ham donut. You just need to fill in the edges. So imagine a burger, but yeah. the bread keeps going. <laughs> From top to bottom. What you invented tip. there is a donut. Well, yeah, on. but with like <laughs> glaze and sesame. Because oh, it's not going to be hang a on. sweet donut, is hang, it? Hang on. So a ham no, donut I... is just two sesame seed <laughs> buns. With some ham in the middle. Sealed. Sealed, like no, there's no line you can see. And yeah. it's just, 
I think you had it right right at the beginning when you said it's kind of like a Scotch egg without the egg in the middle. Yeah. Obviously, he's allergic to eggs. Mm. We've, we've, well, established we've, we've established that. this. Okay, I, so maybe Scotch pig. I mean, that's a Scotch egg. Yeah, but without the egg. Pig <laughs> egg. Scot- no. <laughs> pig egg. Egg egg. <laughs> ham hate. Just ham ham. <laughs> the ham ham. <laughs> And then what you do is you put, you know, um, cafes or other places put like a little flag indicating what it is in the top of it so they can differentiate it. Yeah. So you've just got all these identical balls, some with sesame seeds, some without. And the ones that are a ham donut have the little flag that says ham ham on top of it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So in terms of service, the flag, but in terms of visual distinction for Tesco's, sesame seeds in a glaze. Yeah. Instead of sugar. Now what's the glaze? Like brioche, kind of. You know, brioche is like, oh shit, that's glazed with egg. Mm. Oh no, no. We're gonna right. We're gonna have Harry to, was not gonna like we're this. We're gonna have to go to our people in the food lab and get them to create some sort of eggless glaze. What compliments a ham donut on a warm summer's day? Mustard, perfect. <laughs> oh no, no. Hang on though. That's one letter away from the custard that he's <laughs> very concerned about. He's not worried. Maybe, maybe that was another typo, and he did get a he did get a mustard donut. <laughs> I would feel very betrayed if I was trying to go for a ham donut and I got a mustard donut. That would be... No, this is great, though, because we can do a whole range of savoury donuts. You're right. Ham, mustard. Horseradish. Horseradish. Oh. I've got to pair that with a beef. Cheese donut would genuinely, I think, be quite a you, nice food. You've invented twisted dough balls. Yeah, but we're calling them... <laughs> That's exactly what they are. We're calling them savoury donuts. How big? Bowling. Oh, bowl. yeah. They are pumpkin sized. <laughs> Prize winning pumpkin sized. This is my marrow donut. And boiling hot. <laughs> yeah, they come at the hot counter. With the cheese ones, you just put a whole camembert in the middle of it. Oh my, doesn't that sound good though? For a little while. Yeah, not for a whole pumpkin sized donut. Uh, very few get I to guess the... you could share. Yeah, because th- th- that's something I want to see. Is, you know, um, occasionally you'll see people with one of those big washing bags, like they're taking their bags to a laundrette and so they're holding one handle of each. You're just seeing people walking down the street with that as this steaming ball in the middle. So like, oh, okay. he's gotten himself a mustard donut. So go to the hot food counter, order yourself a uh, sharing savoury donut ham ham. Can I have mustard. a many people ham ham, please? Who is the purveyor of savoury donuts? Because I feel like it needs a mascot. Ham ham. <laughs> Mr. Ham Ham's Steam and Ham Sharing Savoury Donuts I'm not sure about Mr. Ham Ham Because then the rest of it Just falls by the wayside Dr. Ham Ham There we go No, I think, I think a doctor, yes But just naming it after one product In our line is a bad idea What about Hamlet? Dr. Egg Hate <laughs> They're Do- all Dr. Fuck Egg <laughs> Do- It's gotta be more subtle, I Dr. think Dr. Fook Egg <laughs> Dr. Fook Egg What's that? F U with an umlaut yeah, K, yeah. E, hyphen E G G G. Just E G. Yeah. Yeah. Doctor yeah. F- Doctor Fukeg's pumpkin sized dough delights. Pumpkin sized <laughs> sweet no dough lights. Dough. <laughs> pumpkin sized savory dough lights. And like light is L I T E. Yeah. Despite the fact that they are incredibly heavy. Yeah. It's like dough lights, and then they have the character symbol for someone giving you like a knowing nudge in the elbows. The elbows? character symbol for that feeling. <laughs> a knowing nudge in the ribs. No one nudges you in the elbows. Yeah, but, hey. What are you doing? Stop that. <laughs> <laughs> it requires quite a lot of precision to it nudge just, someone in the elbow. You stay still. Hang on. Yeah, yeah it shows you just not another nudge that day. Okay, so one last thing. What is... 
<laughs> Dr. Fukeg's yeah. catchphrase to sell you on his donuts. His slogan. What um, is it going to be? No eggs! <laughs> None! We're going to have to invent the angriest font. <laughs> For Dr. Fukeg. <laughs> it's actually, you'd expect the brand name or like the product name to be the largest writing on the box. Incorrect. It's just yeah. that. <laughs> no eggs! How big is Dr. Fukeg? Tiny. No, no, Dr. Fukeg is normal size. That's I, the oh. you cut into a dough light and he's just in there. Mm. Well, hang on. I don't like that. I don't want what to if, put Dr. Fukeg's in danger. <laughs> what if he's like covered in mustard? What if his head... What if his head is a do dough-light sized egg? Well, He's one of those self-hating eggs. <laughs> he, he got ousted by eggs for his big human body, and now he just fucking hates eggs. But he also doesn't want to put himself in danger, and the less people eat eggs, the less likely they are to eat <laughs> It's a self-preservation tactic. He knows they're coming for him eventually, so he's just got to spread this message of hate. Dr. Fouquet's egg-free, no eggs, no egg, egg dumpling. No eggs, parentheses, vengeance will be mine. So, come on down the shops, get yourself a ham donut. Thank you, Harry Godfrey. Thank you, Harry. Oh, thank you, Harry. Dr. Fouquet. Okay, Oscar. Yes. Now, we're going to stray from the food space for this one. Mm. I know. Oh, we're having such fun in this space. I, I don't want to jinx it, you know. Uh, this one comes from Allegria Diotona. That's Ajoy713 on Twitter, who says, First of all, problems is asking your husband to stop using your bathroom for his grooming because he's ruining your flow. And you'll have two other bathrooms. And him saying no. I am mm. really struggling to comprehend these people's lifestyle. Um, yeah, so just to pick it apart, this person's place... Has three bathrooms. Yeah, which you know, for a family, is not—it's not unheard of. Not unheard of, but it's you know, it's a—it's a cushy ride. You're in a good situation. We've technically got three bathrooms here, yep. but I'm not gonna lie, that's fifty percent of the space in the house. Yeah, is I mean, bathroom. Yeah, there's no there's there's no explanation as to how big these other two are. So, mm. Allegria's bathroom, which her husband's trying to use and is ruining her flow by doing so, is one of the three. Logic no. would dictate that that's the best one. I don't want to make too many assumptions, but she says ruin her flow. Mm. So I'm assuming she's doing some kind of makeup because you can't ruin someone's shitting flow. Well, well to be fair, like showering beautification flow. regime doesn't have to include makeup. We're talking like moisturizers, yeah. facial scrubs, cool. peels. But, but what I'm saying is we're not doing shower, shit, shave. We're doing True. some more high level maintenance. Exactly. Well, this is the thing. I feel like he just doesn't understand the flow in that case because you're right that is his flow his flow is shower shit shave done pretty simple yeah there's no other yeah, wrong order but <laughs> Hang on, what's the right order for those three shit, shit shower, shave, shave shower no shit shower shave yeah, yeah. shower 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 scrub <laughs> the pain away shower shit shower again shave back in the shower, shower. shit a third time because you shit once before this whole thing started go back <laughs> shave again because you've been doing this for a long time and some of the hair's growing back yeah uh, jump in the shower and you're good to go that's the, that's the that's, correct... That's the real flow. Inside a track mm. there for and that's, everyone That's listening. what he's jumping in and, and kind of jacking her vibe with. We need one of two things. We need either a way to keep him out of the bathroom forever, mm. or B, an educational system that lets him know just exactly how much work she needs to do in the bathroom and what her flow is so that he doesn't interrupt. I don't want to teach him anything. Yeah, also... This, if we teach him the right way to do it, until that happens, you've still got two bathrooms going unused. Yeah. The reason she probably wants this bathroom, the reason I've been kicked out of bathrooms in the past is the light in this one is better. Yes. 
that's fine. That's, you know, that's a valid reason. If the other bathrooms are lit shittily, you're not going to be able to see what you're doing in your routine. <laughs> if they have no lights. Yeah. Maybe you're shitting in the dark. That's fine. But you can't put anything visual on in the dark. You'll get it wrong. Probably. So maybe controllable lights, maybe teach him that the lights are wrong for him. So as soon as he walks into the bathroom, he's got a, he's got a dog collar on. The lights change to like a blinding, horrible, burning white. As soon as he goes in that bathroom. is that So that's overall for everyone. So she's sacrificing her own comfort to yeah. prove a point. But it'll be like um, like dog whistles or something. Say, like he'll go is, in and he'll go, ah, ah I'm going to use the dark room. feels rooms. very Pavlovian. Yeah, but as Pavlov would show us, it works. Now, yeah. here's my thing with Pavlov, right? Yeah. <laughs> the his, thing about Pavlov is... Thing about, <laughs> you guys heard about this guy Pavlov and what he's doing to his dogs. So for the sake of that experiment, yeah, sure, he like made a point about conditioning. Hmm. Was that dog conditioned forever? I think that's kind of the point. I mean, even if it wears off, if the collar doesn't wear off, it'll just keep topping up. Now, he's not talking about the boyfriend in the scenario. He was mentioning if the dog was possibly I'm, there. I'm not concerned about the guy as much as I am about. Is that dog going to be salivating every time a bell's rung for the rest of its life? I think so. That, I think that was the whole point of it. Man. I think it would wear, I think it would wear yeah, off. I, I don't think, know about that. I think if you stop doing it, like, it only works up to a point. What I reckon happened is that, that that was the study which Pavlov took to market, as it were. Like, check out this harmless thing I did with my dog. Then he's like, right, now I'm going to see which weird shit I can make my dog do when I ring a bell. So those ones were less popular. They were his album tracks to the, the lead single of Bell equals dog drooling kind of thing. <laughs> so yeah. you're telling me Pavlov back in the day had fans and he would try and be like, look, when I stamp my foot, my dog stands up and like, ring the bell! Ring the bell! <laughs> we didn't come here for the deep cuts. Ring the bell! Did he invent the Pavlova as well? Yes, actually. That's what he did after he did the Pavlovian response. <laughs> did he study. teach his dog to make it? He taught his dog to make a disappointing dessert. Whenever he rang a bell. Whenever yeah. he rang a bell. <laughs> Ding ling ling. I'll get the eggs. <laughs> Fuck's sake, I've five, five of them, Pavlov. <laughs> one is enough. You know that I have to do one for every ring. Ding a ling a ling. Oh, God damn it. Okay, fine. Another one. I'm backed up on orders here. Cool. So I'm happy with this solution. So you want a Pavlovian response by burning him with lights every not, time he comes not in? Not burning right? as in like skin burning. Just like just you know, retina like, burning. Just like yeah. when lights like blind you. Temporarily, temporarily. So temporary blindness is your solution here. Just really, just would this not there? be a better system just to have a like a bottle of water with a spray cap on by the door, so every time he tries coming in, just. Tss, tss, tss. Now here's what I think. I think the guy's been doing this for long enough that it's routine. You know, if you once you've been living somewhere for a while, you get up and you can kind of go on autopilot to walk to your bathroom. Yeah, you can go on autopilot down the stairs or whatever. So I reckon he's been doing this long enough that he's now kind of on autopilot from wherever their bedroom is in relation to the bathroom. Could well be an ensuite. There's no way of knowing. Yeah. Um, and he's just kind of going out of habit. I reckon what you do to kind of condition him to just not be in yours is you reposition the parts of the house that lead around what is your bathroom and then just move everything out so that when he gets out, he thinks he's going to what is your bathroom, but he's going to one of the other two. But and when then, he gets to the other two, won't he be... Well, no, you'd make it look like yours. Okay, so you're saying create an exact replica of your good bathroom yeah. downstairs. Yeah, but you've still got your good bathroom. Okay. And so even if he doesn't, it doesn't take, you've got a second bathroom that looks like yours. That you could move to. You could move to. To come back to my light suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. I know you want to condition this man. Let's do it. Let's but condition no, but this think man. about it. It's, it's flawless because if you do the, the spray jet... <laughs> 
he's going to be like, can we take down that spray jet? Whereas if you convince him that you like that light and you, your argument is, I like the light in this bathroom. And he's like, but it's so blight and blinding and blah, awful. Okay. I'm going to steer clear of that bathroom. She's weird that she likes that light. Okay. And then when he leaves, it goes back to the good light. This I can get on board with, but just one final thing. You've made him wear a collar. <laughs> the collar is option. We can change the collar. Could it not just be a panic button underneath maybe the dressing table or the sink that when he comes in, she subtly presses? What, and if, the lights what if she's not there when he goes in to use that bathroom? What if he finds out that the light is actually amazing and his skins never look better? Okay, so... It's got to be automated. It's got to be a collar. It doesn't have to be a no. collar. It could be a, a subdermal implant. Yeah. What about a sensor based on height? What okay. The, what if they're the same height? If they're the same height, She'll then have it's have to crouch issue. to yeah, get exactly. into the bathroom. <laughs> That's the sacrifice she's making. So effectively, it's like, a, it's like an infrared trip wire that, like, as he walks through it, like, yeah. he breaks it by walking through with his head. Yeah, like, yeah. A fight, like a five for eight, there is just this this kind of beam going through. Well, it's, depend- it's dependent on couple. So if yeah. he is tall and she's short, no worries, just put it high. If they're both the same height, put it high and She'll she can crawl. crouch underneath. Or if he's tiny put it low, and she's tall, she can jump jump over. swan dive over it. Yeah, just, swan dive over it. I just need to go to the loo in the middle of the night. <laughs> 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 you okay, honey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she, 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 she just kind of hear the toilet flush and then... <laughs> she comes leaping out Barreling out that door. Hands yeah. springing out of the door. Do you not love that? I, I do, actually. You know what? Now that no one's getting microchipped or collared, I'm fine with it. Ah, uh, okay. What are, we, <laughs> what are we calling the infrared door system? Look out, boy. <laughs> so lob, for sure. Look yeah. out, boy. The, the lob, lookout boy. The lob system, yeah. The lookout boy who's looking out for boys. <laughs> look out, boy. Look out, boy. Look out, boy is looking out for boys, boy. boy. Look. <laughs> look out, boy. Look, boy, look, out. Look out, boy. <laughs> lob. But whichever way you read it, it always makes sense. Okay. Out, boy, look. <laughs> Out, boy, look. Son of a bitch, you're right. It, yeah. It really does. Boy, look out. <laughs> cool. Okay, so, so, the, the lob system. Boy. The lookout boy. The boy outlook. One of them. One of them. Choose yours. <laughs> Please, pick your favourite. Pick your favourite. We're going to move on now to But Better, the section of the show where we take our own suggestions, little brand names, little products for things that could improve your life. They're not problems they're preemptive they're gonna fix you up before you ever even knew you were broke this week we have a hundred words for soup (laughs) (laughs) which is that that's a brand name (laughs) or is it just like the name of a segment can we do this to like 20 question style like you can give us one word answers okay (laughs) so what is this? Is this a product, a brand? What is it? Program. Program. Okay. Okay. And when who- you say program, do you mean television or do you mean lifestyle? See, originally, my One word, would, please. No, 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 I'm just, this is no, thinking no. words to the audience. Thinking words. <laughs> we thinking? can't hear this. This is, this is an aside. Originally, I was thinking lifestyle, but now... <laughs> television combine the two okay put those hands together that's cool slushy. so it's, it's okay. a television lifestyle program program who's it for everyone okay no too easy <laughs> the kids mums mums okay does it cost anything yes okay how much it's reasonable <laughs> okay so a reasonably priced tv and lifestyle program, program for mums 
A hundred words for soup. A hundred words for soup. Now, like, really, let's start barely to the meat of this thing. Still with one word answers. Mm. Okay. What the fuck is a hundred words for soup? Okay, here is the, the central conceit, I think. I wrote this last week. I've already forgotten it. But soup is boring, basically. It's hard to Objection. get... Objection. Well, the soup stained. It's not open... <laughs> Soup is boring, but the puns certainly aren't. <laughs> we have proven you wrong, sir. I, I eat my words. Come to my soup court and we'll see. Soup is boring. Soup is boring. It's hard to try and sell soup to someone. And so I think <laughs> what I was going with was a way to try and make soup sound more interesting when you're selling it to someone. You're trying to liven things up in the soup kitchen. I'm trying to liven things up in the soup kitchen. Not the soup kitchen. <laughs> If you're a soup maker and you have a kitchen, you are a soup. You work in the soup no, kitchen. No, but the soup kitchen is like soup for homeless people. Yeah, but it's also a killer name for like a bougie sort of. Kind of hard to sell that one, I think. Well, maybe it's not. I don't know what. So the irony being that you own a restaurant called the Soup Kitchen that homeless people are not yeah, allowed to like, go to in Harrods. This feels in very poor taste. <laughs> this is like <laughs> I went out of the soup kitchen. Kitchen in poor taste. <laughs> or just like what? So the tagline is a quotation saying this seems in very poor taste. <laughs> I think this main, seems in poor taste. The main know. thing I was trying to get to is how do you make soup more exciting? As let's say, as I said before, a mum for the kids. You're telling your kids you got soup for dinner. Mm. How do you sex up a liquid? Okay, well, okay. let's veer away from that sentence. But yeah, I get what you're. I get what you're saying. You, you're trying to put a new spin on something quite nasty, so that people are excited by it. Yeah, I entirely understand that. What I now don't understand is how the hell this is going to link back into a long-running television serial. Well, how else? Are you M- maybe share you learn one word a week. What just for soup? For soup. I was. Thinking, you... I was thinking one episode is dedicated to one food. So it's kind of an hour long each week. Like, it's always called 100 Words for Soup because that's episode one and it's okay. kind of this, like, branching, yeah. like, idea. But then week two is, like, people write in and say, my kids have really been struggling with broccoli. And they go, ah, well, here's 100 different ways to sell broccoli. And then you call that, that, that episode of 100 Words for Soup is called Brock and Roll. Yes, exactly. There's always a playful pun in there. So the idea, okay, it's all... It's what, all if, what if we do 100 Words for Soup as the episode yeah. and the, the show is 100 Words for blank okay so we're going to focus on soup this week this is a program that can be applied to any food but we're going to apply it to soup so it's 100 words for soup the play being like 100 words for snow like it's still snow but you've got 100 different approaches to it so the idea being what can you do with your starting thing is you know in like iron chef they get an ingredient they have to incorporate into Mm. their meal in whatever way and it's not like they can do whatever they want with it so you start out with just a bowl of soup how do you make that interesting? Can I clarify? Are we changing the ingredients? Can we add some hella spice to that soup? Or are we just changing no, the branding? This is, this is marketing. The presentation of it. Okay. Like, it doesn't matter what soup you're serving. Yeah. Your kids are going to be like, oh, soup. doesn't matter what's in it. Okay. This what is if about it's Lego? sell that. What if it's soup with Lego in? <laughs> kids love Lego. Kids do love Lego. I'm going to have to direct you to the show on immediately after us. A hundred ways to kill your child. What if you freeze the soup into... Lego shapes <laughs> okay. and tell the kids we're having fast melting Lego for dinner. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. We are going to run this show. Okay. Each of us are going to have a segment on this show. 
Oscar's segment is take the humble soup, sell this soup to me. Yeah. Joel's is the the upgrade part of the show. Okay. The augmentation part. What can I do to this soup to make it more appealing? Okay. Mine is simply rattling off many names for soup. <laughs> So you're just occasionally checking at Tom Corner, and I just go. He's still going, wet taste. Like, it's it's an, it's an uninterrupted <laughs> list. He's just speaking like blankly into the camera, just reading off an auto cue. Number seventy four, vegetable tears. Number seventy five, oh god, soup. Number seventy six, and it just keeps going. Carrot shake. <laughs> that sweet red nectar. So then it will just kind of go and back to Joel's corner, where you're making fucking soup Lego. Yeah. Everyone knows I get the best ratings. I was going to say, I don't feel like there's much room for me in this. I'm just going, what am I literally just going and like, sell me this soup. Come on. <laughs> yeah, you're berating the studio audience constantly. You, lady, I want this soup. <laughs> you try and do that scene from Wolf of Wall Street with the pen. Yeah. But you're <laughs> holding a really you're big holding bowl soup. of soup. You give them a spoon and you go, what are you going to eat? What are you going to eat with it? <laughs> Can I borrow your soup? Aha! <laughs> Supply and demand, people. So... This is effectively what I wanted to get with it because I'm already more excited about the idea of soup from this. I am too. So if we're going to break it down episode by episode, yeah. what other uninteresting foods are going to be part of this series? Okay, let's do season one. We're going to do English style seasons, so six episodes because for some reason we decided we like things yeah. short. All these episodes are an hour and a half long. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> with only our three segments. Uh, so episode number one, soup. Yeah. Episode two, I think has got to be greens. Yeah, just greens in general. There's, greens, a, yeah. there's a lot of stuff. If to you work narrow with it down to broccoli, that's going to be too difficult to pad yeah, out. Yeah, absolutely. We can't. I can't come up with constant hour and a half long various names for broccoli. It's like a tree, <laughs> a different kind of tree. <laughs> Small trees, number seventy-seven. Tiny trees, number healthy, seventy-eight. Health trees, <laughs> healthy green Chernobyl. See, that'll be your one. You're going to make broccoli look like the Chernobyl disaster. That can be in your greens episode. Melted broccoli. So, episode number three. What things did you guys struggle with eating as a kid? Uh, boring cereals. So, like, adult cereals. You know, Special corn, K. Cornflakes, mm. Special K, Weetabix. You know, yeah. the ones that are good for you to start your day. And your mum was very adamant that it was a good way for you to start your day but you don't get psyched about because it's not covered in sugar or chocolate there you go grown-up foods Gro it's episode three well no grown-up foods is the whole thing like all these grown-up cereal grown-up right, cereal yeah. specifically okay can we at least include cereal bars in there because they were my absolute bane everyone else in their lunchbox got a nice chocolate bar and here i am oats nothing oh, but oats i was all about cereal bars yeah man like those nature valley boys oh man cut oh, my no. teeth on those nature this valley boys thing. nature valley absolutely fine mine was just oats just oats in a bar. Yeah, you said it was a, it said it was a cereal bar. It was a stick of butter with oats on it. Butter would have been great. Nope. Dry oats. Dry oats. A bag of oats. How is this a bar, mother? Okay, so that's episode three in which Oscar simply throws cereal bars into the audience yeah. and asks for them back. I'm like a motivational speaker <laughs> who runs around at the front throwing out chocolate bars to the audience, but it's just, a, I've got a big bag of oats under one arm. <laughs> okay, so that's Oscar's role. I will be listing off my names constantly. Whereas Joel, this week, what are you making in uh, Oat Corner? We're going to substitute the milk for something more exciting. Explosives. <laughs> C4. <laughs> Mountain Dew. <laughs> Mountain Dew C4. Flavoured explosives. Flavoured tobacco. <laughs> See, kids, do you like porridge? What if it's chewing tobacco? <laughs> what if it's chewing What if it's, what if it's dip? <laughs> Hey kids, dip stuff in porridge. Oh, get your dip. 
There you go. <laughs> That's episode three sorted. Episode four, I feel like, has to veer into drinks. Because we have to have at least one liquid representation I, I think we could. I know we said we don't get too specific, but I think we could probably have an episode on water. Yeah. Yeah. Hydration. Yeah. It's boring. You want fizzy. Oh, yeah. man, yeah. You want fizzy, you want sweet squash, you want juice. Nah. Nah, water. We've got tons to work with on water. Oh, so Oscar's. This is where Oscar invents the splash zone. Yeah, that, this is <laughs> this is the first episode where um, the camera, the cameramen, all have to have like head to toe tarps on. Mm. I'm going to be getting vigorous with the, with the hose on <laughs> I'm, this one. I'm going to go into the lab and get real serious and give education. Like we're going to have frozen, we're going to have gas, we're going to have superheated plasmas, we're going to have all the states that you can have water and. Yeah. Just see how it's get real weird see, with it. Yeah. See what we can do with it. Not 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 with the aim of trying to be consumed, just these are all the states water can be in, kids. Yeah. You can eat some of them. Don't eat all of them. <laughs> Definitely don't eat steam. <laughs> yeah, that's Joel's segment. Can I eat steam? Come back to can I eat steam? No. Did you have to come back? We answered it the first episode. <laughs> Then it just cuts to me. It's number 93, post ice. That's number sweet 94. Pre-ice. <laughs> Number 95, pre-steam. Uh, okay, so that's episode four, so we've got two more left. So episode six is going to be our big finale. We'll come mm. back to that and how we make it an event. What's our final food for number five? Pasta. No, pasta's okay. Pasta's a white... No, well, hang on now. Brown rice slash brown pasta. Oh, you've hit the... Well, yeah. Yeah, brown rice. Yeah, like health pasta. Yeah. So Health pasta. <laughs> health, pasta. health pasta. So your whole... But, oh, you just have a, the whole wheat episode. Whole grain, yeah. Whole, yeah, whole wheat episode. So brown bread. Yeah. Brown pasta, brown rice, couscous. Oh, yeah. You come quinoa. in straight off the top and just go, hey, kids, do you like having some toast? Yeah. Do you like pasta? Yeah. No, you don't. These ones are brown. Ah. <laughs> uh, oh. oh, they're just going up to the front one, like handing them a piece of dry brown toast. Like, go on, eat it. You said you like toast. <laughs> We're holding you to account. We've got you on film. Play it back. We're not gonna finish. We're not gonna move on till you eat this whole loaf of brown bread. Okay, so we've got the whole week episode. Yeah. How do we wrap this all up with a big episode six? I think. Do you remember at infant school we used to do a called like a harvest market or something? But we'd all bring in old tins of peaches. Always tins of peaches. Always tins of peaches. Oh, I mean, it's it's a well documented. Like lots of comedians have talked yeah. about it. It's a kind of a weird set up but it gets kids kind of invested in oh we you know this food could be nice for other people yeah so maybe we do a sort of harvest festival bring your own food and we it's a live show live studio (laughs) audience and we pick people out the crowd and they have to tell us their food and we have to on the fly sell it back to them so people have gone through their cupboards going like fucking hell i've had this tin of beans for months i'm never gonna have the kids are never gonna eat this it's like own brand vegetable chili i think not and then you have to go take that and tell them why they want it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh man, I'm going to be sweating on that one, but that sounds good. <laughs> it's going to be great. Joel's going to have to come up with experiments on the fly, which is going to be scary. Yeah, I'm going to have to have so many tools. <laughs> just like, come back and just like, how are you doing with those tin peaches? I was like, I thought sawing them would be a good <laughs> idea. I don't really know. Um, this hasn't really helped. Like, back to you, Oscar. Yeah, tin peaches. I had 17 tins. I've managed to make enough whole peaches back together again. I've <laughs> sewn them back together into about six full peaches so far. Welcome back to Joel's live peach surgery. And then you'll just have to very quickly, there'll be like a quick fire round where people will just yell something and you have to yell yeah. back and a different just brand just for at it. the equal volume. <laughs> yeah, like, omelette! Ah, flat egg! <laughs> <laughs> 
Sorry, has someone turned up with an omelette to the Harvest Festival special? <laughs> Not on a plate, just holding it limp in the hands. Omelette! Okay, cool. I like this. It's like a children in need length special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it starts at about eight at night and runs until four Can in the morning. Can we get Davina McCall? Uh, what as a special guest host? Yeah, what, yeah, what's, yeah. Where does she fit into show. our dynamic for the live show? She's she's, she's like MC. In. <laughs> she's MC. She's you know running us in. I well, want. So she kind of just comes back and is like, "Let's go see what Joel's cooking up in his laboratory." This oh oh god is that is that a sword? <laughs> Can we have a potato rip off of Pudsy the Bear called Spudsy the Bear? It's Spudsy the Spud. Spudsy the Spud Bear. It's just a big potato. No face. No arms. No legs. Can't move. <laughs> what do you think, Spudsy? <laughs> back to you, Tom. Potato! Every time we cut back to Spudsy, just more and more colour is draining from the frame, and this creepy music starts fading in louder and louder. Spudsy, 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 Spudsy. Put me in the crunch. End this! <laughs> I want to hear Tom's potato. Uh, 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 the Earth Round! <laughs> I was going to call it an eat rock. <laughs> Both great. Also wonderful. Both great. Eat you got a hundred words. You can have that one for free. Yeah, there we go. Hundred word for eat rocks. Okay, so we're just going to do, do this uh, one kind of round table just to make sure that we've got this down because if this is going to be a live show, we're going to have to be prepared. Okay. So I'm going to give Joel a laboratory. Mm. Joel's going to give Oscar a marketing exercise. Oscar's going to give me a quick fire word. All right. So here okay. we go, Joel. You've got to try and make celery exciting Ooh. with a two-minute experiment. Go. Okay. Um, you may not have done this experiment with celery before, but you can put it in water in food colouring, and it, like, soaks it up, and you can see it absorb up through that. I'm going to do that with glycerin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair. That would probably be quite nice. <laughs> We're going to have explosive... Boom in your mouth celery. <laughs> boom in your mouth celery. Everyone think, oh, that's a spicy one. Uh, no, nope. Mum, can I have celery boomers for dinner? <laughs> celery boomers. <laughs> Uncle Joel's patented celery boomers. Celery boomer. Damn, celery boomers took all the jobs. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's perfect. So that's happening in the lab right now. We yes. now cut live to Oscar, who's just been handed a jar of non-Hellman's mayonnaise from the audience. I'm asking... If anyone in the audience would like some chips, everyone wants chips. And then I, I actually real time go to the oven, put it on. And uh, whilst it's heating up, I'm saying, so what's your favorite kind of chip? It goes with great with sauces, right? Shout out some sauces. People are shouting out like ketchup, barbecue, mustard, show us out mayonnaise. I like stride over full speed. Like, the hell did you say? <laughs> what did you what was that you just said? Speaking to the microphone. And it's like quivering kids. Like, <laughs> mayonnaise. Ah, that's, that's right. Now, when you think of mayonnaise, what, what do you think of? What's the bottle you think of? <laughs> what? <laughs> Wrong. No. <laughs> like, grab them by the scruff of the neck. Walk them up to the stage. <laughs> <laughs> now, are you going out and buying this mayonnaise yourself? No, you're not, are you? You're not going out and buying mayonnaise. Your parents are. Do you know the ingredients for mayonnaise? You think it's egg? It's egg! <laughs> it's all egg! You think Hellman's got some kind of special eggs? <laughs> it's eggs and oil. It's all it is. Hellman's is just a fancy name on a bottle. So, what's the difference between Hellman's and this one? Nothing! <laughs> so... 
when these chips come out of the oven, what are you going to put on them? Ketchup. You're going to need to sit down. <laughs> and that's when it'll ha- the camera will have to pan away from me because I'm yeah. going to have an on-screen meltdown at this kid. It's going to be one of those where, like, zoomed in really close to you and then you <laughs> yeah, just you can like, bang the camera. It goes all out of focus. Oh, God. Turn off the camera. We'll turn turn quick, camera. quick, let's cut to Tom. Get these cameras off me right now. Davina McCall. Oh, we must be having some technical. Let's go to Tom with his words. <laughs> Has anyone else got any other suggestions from the audience? Rice! <laughs> tiny, tiny rice things! Uh, you can't use the word. I panicked! <laughs> this is live! <laughs> rice again! <laughs> say more about rice! Hey, say more stuff about rice! <laughs> the worst pasta! Worse than also. Uh, t- tin tomatoes. <laughs> Not organs! Organs, not tomatoes. <laughs> Slam dunk. <laughs> At which point we raised our limit of our fundraising by two million pounds yeah. to help fund research into fucking salary boomers. <laughs> and that's all we've got time for tonight on this special live broadcast for a hundred <laughs> words, hundred words for soup. Thank you and good night. <laughs> I was I was transported there. Now that was my idea entirely. Yeah. You yeah. guys got it spot on. <laughs> when you put that in the hat, you knew exactly what was That's coming. That's exactly what I thought you were going to say. Cool. So, with that schedule all laid out for us, I think it's time to finish up the show. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we have been First World Solutions. If you have enjoyed what you've heard today, we would love it if you shared it around with your friends so that they too could tune in on Friday at half past eight. Was that when I said? It might have been a different time. What is time? What is time if not? It'll be on Netflix, probably. <laughs> no one will watch that. It will put it in the kids' section. <laughs> <laughs> it is a kids' show. Yeah. I thought that was clear. <laughs> yeah, it's a live studio children audience. Like Dick and Dom. Just like Dick and Dom. <laughs> so tune in on Netflix for Kids. 100 Words for Soup. But in the meantime, we've got links you can share with people. We've got SoundCloud. We've got iTunes. Link and you'll miss it. Okay. Yeah. 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 I just, I just want to feel like you want to do it. Is the thing. Like I can't okay. really get off if you don't feel like you're into it. <laughs> I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you try and have that as your bargaining chip? Like this isn't good for me at the moment. So I do this podcast to bring people light-hearted humor, not to be a gentle lover on air to you. <laughs> Are you really sure? Because uh, that's why I signed there up. There are shows for that, I'm sure, but not there. Are, there not, are not that here. specific circumstance. Lincoln, you'll miss it. <laughs> oh, that there it is. Yeah. <clears throat> See, now we're adding embellishments, and I feel like he likes it more. Okay. I like that. He's <laughs> maybe making it his own. Maybe I'll do a different sound afterwards each time. Yeah, lovely. That could yeah, okay, this, snowball. That's this week's. Yeah, we we do have some fervent commenters who every week do just write the old phrase that cannot be named. Yeah. Underneath this exact timestamp. I hear you. Mm. I'm with you. We're going to need more. We're going to need more of a groundswell if it's ever going to come back. 10,000 signatures. No, that <laughs> seems unlikely. 20 signatures <laughs> on this episode. No, no, 20 signatures going forward because I think we cut people off before and I feel marginally guilty about it. I do not. Yeah, I'm going to keep saying it, the new phrase, until we get 20 of the old phrase. Starting from today. Starting from this episode, on any episode going forwards... 20 different people? It's got to be 20 different people. 20 different people. Because I know somebody out there who will 
post it to There are some very fervent and dedicated members of my old phrase community who have been trying so desperately to game the system. (laughs) But unfortunately, we're going to, yeah, we have to iron that out the rules Mm. because it's only fair. If you have any first world problems, gripes, what was the one we were trying a week? Snaggles. Snaggles of your own and you think that we'd be well suited to deal with them, you'd be right. You can get in touch with us directly through Twitter. We're at FWScast, or you can email us, fwscast at gmail.com, or send us a message on Facebook, or tweet out with the hashtag First World Problems or First World Solutions. We have a look for both of those before the show every week. So put it in there, and we'll see if we can help. If you're listening to us on iTunes, please do leave us a rating and a review. Uh, it really does help us out because it actually helps us be more visible on the platform. And also, it's just really nice to hear what you guys think and to see just all the lovely things that you've said. But big shout out to everyone who's left us a rating on iTunes already. That really has helped us out. Um, if you are listening there as well, please do share the subscribe button around because that really does help us out too. Shouts out to Arthur, who gave us a five-star review on Facebook. You're a lovely guy. Thanks. But in the meantime, thanks once again for listening. I've been Joel. I've been Oscar. I've been Tom. No eggs! (laughs) No problems. (laughs) 